Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I'm Joe Niehoff, your host. I'm joined by Bobby and John as usual. John and Bobby had a bet last week, and uh, who who won that bet? I think I'm sure. So, so we we actually put the bet on off air. It was kind of a last minute thing. John and I are in a uh, dynasty league together with you, Joe, and uh, um, John bet me that he would beat me this week. Um, he now lost by a point, I believe it was. Top two scoring teams. Yeah. Top two scoring teams for the week, me and John. And uh, just so happy to squeak out the victory after Debo Samuel caught that second touchdown. Well, not only that, but I think I think John was up close to 100 <laughs> points going in. <laughs> yeah. And then Bobby yeah. had like... And then I had Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes score like 55 50. points in the, yeah. in the scoring system that we have for that it's one. Just, and, and then and, Debo had yeah. something like this. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. I had a huge comeback. It was it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I was dreading the thought of having to drink whiskey again. I believe but it. Now John has to drink a dreaded beer. So John, what beer did you choose? Is the question. So John, the question is, what beer did you go with tonight? So I went back to the uh, home state of Minnesota to my favorite brewery. And pulled out a Axeman IPA from Surly. Ooh, good choice. Double dry hopped IPA from Surly. Really just a top of the line IPA. It really, it's really hard to beat. Yeah. So after a after a bitter defeat, I coming back to a nice, nice little IPA. Yeah. Very good choice. Very solid one. Actually, strangely enough, that is one of the first IPAs that got me into craft beer. That exact one right there, Todd the Axeman. Um, I believe formerly known as Todd the Axeman. Right. The 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 brewer that was there that was Todd who made that beer um, has since moved on to another brewery or other endeavors. I don't know exactly what he's doing now, but. they have since actually had to change Todd the Axeman just ever so slightly because he was, it was like his recipe or something. So now it's just Axeman. But Todd the Axeman, wonderful beer, got me into this whole endeavor here. Which is a um, shame because the old can art was really great. It was. Very, very cool. So, And that's probably why I keep the cans uh, like, like my dad does. He has his beer can collection. I'm doing that. As I've talked about at length here, um, just that can art, it, they actually do have competitions for it, and people are like winning medals for their can art designs and stuff. So, those of you out there that uh, are into art and all that kind of stuff, you, there, there's potential 
for all kinds of different uh, mediums to be able to get into. Um, I am also staying local here in Minnesota with my drinks tonight. I got Mirror Universe uh, out of Fair State Brewing Co-op. Um, they are actually a co-op, which is pretty cool. Um, so they a bunch of like brewers got together to, to put this thing all together. Um, very creative beers coming out of there. They have one, like uh, just as an example, it's uh, a banana and guanabana. I don't know what that is, um, but it's a smoothie seltzer. Like they get really creative with some of the things that they do. Mirror Universe is, is one of their solid uh, uh, IPAs, though. Uh, really tropical, fruity kind of flavor to it. A little bit of dankness, um, and that's probably coming from some of those Eldorado and Mosaic hops there that that it derives from. But very cool little brewery down in St. Paul, not too far from Surly as well. So those of you in the Minneapolis area. Very cool, couple different places that you can hit up. Sounds like Joe's kind of beer. It's, uh, mm, I don't know about that. When Bobby says a little bit of dankness, it just makes me cringe. I don't know why. It's just a weird thing for Bobby to say in my mouth. Not a weird thing, but I don't like danky beer. <laughs> then so there's yeah, that. that it, it's a very, very good flavor especially when you're looking for an ipa um you want that bit of hoppy dank yeah that's to it i just it doesn't stop that sounds nothing like goodness uh i'm drinking a wine which wine is this holy cow we're doing football on the rocks and nothing is on the rocks tonight well joe drinks his drinks his wine on the rock so (laughs) i do drink wine Tonight, so Menage Trois blend. Right, so it's a little cheapo wine, but uh, forget nightcap with that tonight. Uh, so yes, yeah. uh, I have uh, not, um, but I did have some water last night, so that's what I was drinking yesterday. Um, one thing you, you said a blend, one thing that I've been seeing is people making house blends of their whiskeys. Have you heard of this? What? So people will get like they'll get themselves a, a nice decanter or, or some kind of just empty, you know, nice display bottle kind of thing that they can uh, put their whiskeys or whatever into. And what people yeah. are doing is that they'll take the last couple of, you know, two, three ounces of their bottles that they're drinking and pour that into this decanter and it'll be eventually you fill it up and it's a very unique blend of all the different types of whiskey that people that you're drinking at your own house. Interesting. So where you can go. Here's a here's something you'll never get anywhere else. It's different every single time because it's, you know, just a couple shots of a bunch of different flavor uh, whiskeys that you have at your own home uh, that you're just pouring out the last couple uh, drops of last couple shots of, um, and then creating your own blend. Huh? Called it. I, I think I saw it's called like um, an infinity decanter or something like that. But basically, just get any glass bottle, pour the last couple ounces of your whiskeys into it, 
and create your own whiskey essentially at home. That sounds, uh, I guess the right word would be intriguing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I also, I'd be a little bit afraid of that. That's just me. I mean, the thing is, if you look at it, the risk is maybe a couple of shots out of four, five different bottles. Well, it's not necessarily a and risk. That's, that's I mean, not, at the end of the day, you're just dropping off a little bit of whatever might be left in your bottle. Um, I wouldn't necessarily try to do that with too many good ones, which is why I feel like it would not be very good. It just doesn't sound appeasing. I, I'm not going to lie. That one just doesn't catch my... Whatever you like to you drink, hate Bobby. Apparently, no. no, I hate all hate things fun. Bobby likes to try and Well, Joe, do you, do you like Johnny Walker? Yeah. That's all blended scotch. Yeah, but but that's blended professionally. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah. blended. And so you're taking you just you're see taking, what happens. You're taking yeah. something that's really good already, and then blending it with another thing that's really good, made by professionals. Another one that's made really good by professionals. Maybe like three different things blended all together, like the wine that you're drinking right now, um, blended all professionally together, would be really good. I'm just throwing it out there for people who actually like to have fun and be creative. So not Joey, but John and the rest of the world can uh, make their home infinity uh, whiskey. Yeah, that's fine. The rest of the world can have those days. Congratulations. You're boring. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a little bit. But let's get into fantasy football. That's what we're here for. That's what people (laughs) listen to us for. So why don't we start there? Any big news? for the record, before we get too deep in our podcast tonight, I will say um, that I don't think any of us have done a ton of research. So here we are, researchless, talking fantasy football this week. So speak you for guys yourself. Uh huh. I'm sure Bob never goes a week without <laughs> researching something. Uh, but do y'all have anything uh, from last week that we most definitely need to discuss? Um. More so things going forward because that's I'm a forward thinker and that's why I win championships. Um, sure. And so a couple things coming up this week. It's sounding like uh, Harris is going to be back this week. Damian Harris, they're playing Thursday. Um, sounds like he is now off the injury report. Um, and so I fully expect him back all the way. I don't know why he wouldn't be. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ramondre Stevenson doesn't still get some some work there. Something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, had a good week last just, week. Yeah, right. I mean, it's hard to go away from that, and you know, Belichick's kind of a hot hand kind of dude. Yeah, he was one of three running backs to get over a hundred yards last week. Yeah, right. And so, I mean, it's hard <laughs> hard to step away from that. So, um, just something to be aware of there. The other one is um, Miles Sanders is coming back this week. Or at least it's trending that way that he will be coming off of the IR. They opened up his window to return, and they're optimistic about his return as well as another NFC East running back. Um, For those of you that have been just kind of suffering through having Saquon Barkley, sounds like he's going to be back this week as well. Yeah. A lot of running back return. I have been suffering through Saquon Barkley. Um, and I will say this about Saquon Barkley. In the league that I've been suffering through, it, it is the uh, guillotine league. And I have made it 
this entire time with him not playing, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And so the, the one thing I want to emphasize with him is that the two weeks where he was fully healthy, he was a top 10 running back both of those weeks. Yeah, love it. So hopefully that's who you're getting back this week as well. Love it. Very good. All right. Um, anything else, John? You got anybody that we need to discuss? Uh, I don't think there's really anything from last week. I think last week had a lot of, you know, disappointing performances and outside of, you know, your Cowboys. Um, sure. And, you know, Diggs finally, show- Diggs finally showing up. So it looks like he could maybe finally give you some payback for where you're taking them. Yeah. Yep. Fair. Good deal. All right. Well, let's get into this week then and, and the games that we have. So let's get us started uh, di- diving into the uh, pour it out games, as we like to call them. Uh, let's see. Bobby, you don't get any comments on this. I got right. John, we're going to start with the very first uh, poor. Get this and say the Lions versus the Browns. We got for them. Yeah, I mean, I think looking at the Lions, I think Swift is maybe the Lion that you're looking at. I think Cleveland coming off of a very disappointing Week Ten. I think you feel pretty good about Swift. I think, um, you know, uh, Chubb should be back for Cleveland. But I think based on how Baker was looking last week um, against New England, I don't know that you really feel comfortable serving anyone other than running backs in Cleveland. <sighs> I, I, I almost wonder, I think I'd feel better if um, um, the backup came in for Cleveland. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree um, with that statement because I just feel bad for all Cleveland Brown fans at this point because their quarterbacks that they draft first overall just never work out. Yeah, I mean the Lions are coming hot off of a their first non-loss, so maybe they'll keep that momentum and go for another tie. Their yeah, I like first hot their off first, of first loss. <laughs> oh god, okay. right there. That's. Uh, <laughs> great, great stuff. Uh, very good. All right. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot more to be said about that game. We'll move on to the next one. Um, the next one is most definitely, in my opinion, the most sorry game of all games this week. And that is the. The sorry Jets versus the Dolphins. Um, I think it's important. That uh, there are some startable players, I think, in this game. Waddle being one of them, in my opinion, he's had some decent weeks, kind of back to back. I don't know. If... Back to the game on the running back side. This could be a decent. My... So there's no saying way or the other against him. Gaskin has proven yet again to be just not good. Um, but if you're taking Jets are just like pretty bad against running backs. So you think this could be, you know, if, if Gaskins is, 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 has four or five good weeks a season, 
this would be a projection to have one of those good weeks. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, no. and the the Jets are allowing the second most passing yards and the fourth most rushing yards. So I think nice. it could it, I I think it could be an interesting two a week if you have like Bradford on buyer. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think you're you're if anything you're taking flyers on those guys, and you're you're just going into it understanding like neither of these teams are really going to be that great. Um, but the thing yeah. about it that's confusing to me is like so. Miami last week shows up and plays really well and beats the Ravens, right? Like, what the hell? <laughs> well, where's yeah, that, was, where's that come was, from? It was Tua coming in really playing well in the second half, and that's why I think. Well, but they didn't just, score that many points. Tua played okay in the second half. Um, but that's my thing. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It's tough. But if anything, I, you know, if I'm, if I'm a betting man, I, I pick the Dolphins to win that game. Which again bodes well, well for you know Gaskins and anybody on that side of the and ball. especially with Joe Flacco starting at quarterback for the uh, New yeah. York sorry ass Jets. That's that's a great point, Bobby. Very very good point there. So another thing to keep in mind on that one, absolutely. Uh, next one we got uh, John. I'll go- kick it back to you. I'm going to go with the 49ers and Jaguars. Uh, 49ers had a decent week last week, but. Uh, what do you think of this game, John? Yeah, I mean, the Jaguars are coming off of another um, fairly terrible performance. Um, I, they had, you know, garbage time touchdown. Not quite yep. garbage, but, I mean, I, I'm i still not feeling great about any Jaguars, especially not receivers. I think Arnold's an interesting tight end just because he's been getting a lot of um, work since he came back. And then they're rushing. They had two rushing touchdowns. The one from Agnew, the 66-yarder. Um, but I think San Francisco's defense has been playing better of late. So I, I'm not really wanting to assert any wide receivers from Jacksonville. And I think San Francisco, I think you um, feel good playing Mitchell. And then um, I think AU's looking like he's a solid wide receiver three option. Yeah. A couple things of note there for San Francisco. Since week five, they've only allowed two wide receiver touchdowns. And in total to the whole entire position, they've only had one game where wide receivers have totaled over 200 yards. And in that game, it was the Rams last week. They got 202 yards. So they're shutting down that wide receiver position as of late. Very nice. All right. Uh, next game, I'm going to talk about. See, is... I can come prepared sometimes. Yeah, see, it's. John and I aren't, and we're just kind of getting a job. So keep going. Well, uh, next game, I'm there's a add... difference there, Joe, between winging it and like seeing what happens. Yep. Next game, I'm going to add here <laughs> on the board. So <laughs> just stop talking now. See, look, at you're funny, but then I, I've had to say the same thing. It doesn't matter. All right, next thing that, uh, that is uh, I'm calling it a poured-out game this week um, primarily because there's just not a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Good team playing one bad team, Houston, Tennessee. Um, like I said, not a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but you do have some interesting stuff. So Tyrod Taylor's back for a second week in a row now. Um, last week is a little brutal for him. I think he had three picks and nothing else. 
the team that you know. Seems okay, but you're not starting to worry about things wise. Tannehill, I think you're starting, or he's he's a good flyer for those guys that kind of play that that whole concept that game. Um, for Tennessee, I still think you're avoiding them. They haven't. Nobody's stepped up and said this is the guy 100. percent So it's tough to play any of those guys. Uh, on Houston's side, it's kind of the same deal. They, there's no running back in, in play necessarily in that game. Uh, but wide receivers, I, I like both sides of the ball. So, you know, for me, A.J. Brown, healthy, it looks like at least. Um, so you're playing him, no doubter. Um, Brandon Cooks, same deal. Uh, actually a great matchup for Brandon Cooks if the quarterback can figure out how to throw the football. Um, there might even be some, you know, some some – Lower owned guys, you, you take a flyer on uh, in that game at wide receiver, um, but primarily guys. You're really targeting heavy. Um, one guy to to consider if you're looking for a, a wide receiver, in my opinion, this week could have a decent week is uh, Chris Conley uh, for Houston. So somebody to pay attention to uh, as well. So that that that's pretty much it for that. Um, one interesting thing again about the wide receivers there yeah. is uh, the Titans. Since week two, on even-numbered weeks, they give up two touchdowns to uh, wide receivers. On odd-numbered weeks, they give up no touchdowns to wide receivers. This is an odd-numbered week. Oh, there you go. So, no touchdowns for any Houston wide receivers coming this way. There you go, Bobby. Awesome. Thank you. Next one I'm going to pour it out game is going to be... I want to check it. You say Patriots Falcons? Yeah. Yeah, I think the I think the um, the big things to watch are just the health of the running backs in this one. Um, I think wide receivers for New England are kind of a crapshoot. Bourne and Myers um, kind of hit or miss. I think they're kind of wide receiver three flex options, um, and then you have Harris hopefully playing for New England again. I think he's an easy start. I think Stevenson, I think they could both be startable against uh, um, against an Atlanta team that hasn't been uh, has been that good against really running or the run or pass attack all year. And then for Atlanta, I think the big thing is is um, Cordero going to play. If he's not yeah. going to play, which I think it looks like it's training like he's not, Galman could be an interesting pickup um, for just if you're kind of in an emergency with the injuries we have at running back this week, like Aaron Jones. And then, they're going to lean Gallman over Davis in terms of. I mean, Davis just sucks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they like he he was the starter at the beginning of the year and then Gallman got most of the work after Patterson got hurt so i don't not not that Gallman's an elite you know yeah. back breaking running right. back but but he did get 15 carries last week where uh i think what only four for for yeah. davis so yeah not just not not impressive uh, by any means yeah. All right, uh, well, one more. What, what about what about Pitts here this week? I mean, you you start Pitts if you have them. I mean, if you drafted Pitts, you're staring them. It's not really well, Pitts, and and Pitts is still a top ten tight end every week for the most part. I mean, that's what 
At least he's projected to be a top 10 every week. So I don't think that's a question. See, I want to make a bet with Kyle Pitts. I think he has a big, big old flopper of a week this week. I like I'll it. Take, Let's do it. I'll take it, John. Bobby. Oh, John. Okay, let John and Bobby go. I don't need to do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, what, so what's, what's the bet? So do you want me to, to like say a position or do you want me to say a player to go up against? I'm fine with either. Okay. Name I, game. I well, I was gonna say, um, I say that Kyle Pitts is not a top ten tight end this week. I say he is. Okay. Easy money. There you go. I like it. John getting on the bets. He's he's hopped on that one. You see that? Like I was totally in it, and then John's like, "No, I need to make right. bets too." He needs Reason. To catch up. Part of the reason for this, just want to give some stats. Now, New England Patriots are second best against tight ends all season long, allowing an average of only seven points. They only have four, or no, I'm sorry, three games all season long that they've allowed more than five fantasy points to the tight end position as a whole, as an entire position. Yeah, they've also played the Jets twice, so. Well, yeah. and and Pitts isn't exactly a tight end. And then, yeah, I knew you were going to say that, Joe. You fell right into my trap. At the Go wide ahead. receiver position, they are seventh best at the position. The last three weeks, they've only given up two total touchdowns, and three or two of those three weeks, they've allowed less than eleven total points to wide receivers. So they're Again. just shutting things down lately. I see that trending, that that trend continuing, and uh, they're going to dominate the game and shut down Kyle Pitts. Because who else do they have to worry about? Great question. That's a Belichick. That's a Belichick thing right there. Who else do they have to worry about? No Cordero. It'll be fun no watching Ridley. the game tomorrow night and cheering for Pitts the entire time just to prove Bobby wrong on one of these. Where are they going to go? Just to oh. prove him wrong. Oh, Tajay Sharp is going to beat us? No, that's not going to happen. I'm going to take a shot every time Pitts has a catch. So you'll take two shots all night? Great. <laughs> we'll, we'll be drinking watching the game at a bar, so he will be enjoying himself <laughs> some cocktails. All right, last pour-it-out game is Ravens-Bears. I will run with this one really quickly. Um, Not a whole lot of analysis, again, on a game like this this week. Uh, But overall, I I think you're looking at anybody that, you know, is going to be playing for Baltimore with a little bit of excitement. Apparently, it's supposed to uh, potentially have some weather. But there are some question marks on their team. So I'm looking at it right now. It looks like Lamar Jackson is questionable but should play. Right? I don't think there's there's too much question on him uh, not playing. Uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood, didn't practice today, but again, should be expected to play. And then you got Rashad Bateman, uh, Sammy Watkins, and Duvernay. Those guys are all available. Uh, Murray, it looks like Lamar uh, uh, might also not play, so that brings up Freeman. Um, they also have uh, Tyson Williams, again, active. It looks like um, last week had two carries, which is interesting. Just paying attention to that running back and, and see who's going to be in for them. You never really know um, that dynamic, but that's kind of what the, there. So on the 
side, uh, pretty clear cut. You're starting Lamar Jackson, you're starting Marquise Brown, and you're starting the tight end, uh, Andrews. If you want to take a flyer on any specific positions, I'm thinking Bateman should have a good week. He's probably flex-worthy uh, for me this yeah. week. Yeah, I love, love Bateman. Um, the I don't know only guy, by the way, on uh, Chicago's side, he's been really very consistent this year on a bad team, and that is David Montgomery. So he's when he's played, he's been very – consistent with a floor of like 10 points or close to 10 points right um i think he's averaging about 15 a week and that's even again yeah that's playing weeks. on a bad bad right. team right so. weeks one through four he was uh top 10 running back twice yeah um a top 25 running back one other week and one other, and uh week three he was you know bottom 40 but and up until that injury, I mean, he was one of the more consistent running backs um, that we had seen to that point. So, yeah, so he's somebody that that. And by the way, that's the only player worth mentioning for Chicago, right? Mooney, maybe if you need a dart throw, yeah. Um, and and or if you have like additional flex positions or something like that, um, he'd be the only other guy that I would really actually consider playing this week, um. Did you mention uh, – I was putting in the Pitts um, bet that I just made. Did you mention that uh, Le'Veon Bell's cut? No, I did not mention that because I didn't know it until you just said it. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize it was worth mentioning. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it is It is in the, in the fact of uh, – what's his name who had two carries – well, Tyson, Tyson Williams. Williams. He but... he may get a little bit more work, and it also plays to the health of uh, of, of Latavius Murray coming in, um, showing that hey, they they seem to trust him a little bit more than Bell. Um, so well, I think they trust him and Freeman. I mean, I think it, if anything, yeah. it it just says says it, have... it's yeah they they like Freeman a lot. Is what that says to me. Right, Something it's just amazing. He, he was so good back in the day. But it doesn't matter. Let's move on to the next game. Next game, Bobby. I'm I, want, give you I, want Ad, game. I want Adam. Joe, I want Adam Port out game. Okay, let's hear it. Chiefs Dallas. Start everyone. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I like that. I mean, the only, the only thing you need to watch out for is if CEH plays or not. Right. I was going to say that that would be the only thing. But, yeah, you're starting everybody. There's no reason a, not to. That's a great – analysis on a poured out game john good job good great job and i didn't even think of looking at bad game or great like good games that you don't have to question um that was all a good right. point all right next one uh bobby i'm giving this one to you uh colts bills should be a good game what do you got oh colts and bills see i wasn't ready for this yeah no it's well we're past the port out oh okay. we can talk a little bit more about it. okay so we got colts and bills uh indianapolis so the number one running back in the league right now um, in terms of total points scored and everything, Jonathan Taylor. Any of you at the end of round one, early round two, uh, if Taylor was able to slip to you, you are very happy. Um, I'd just is... like to say he was my running back five at the start of the year. He was. Before John would have had him high. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and one reason why he got discounted to the point that he was was because some of the offensive linemen were hurt. 
Um, didn't know what was going to happen with Carson Wentz and, and everything there. He was hurt at the beginning of the offseason as well. And so that's part of why he slipped. Now, uh, as we look at this game, however, we're going up against probably the number one uh, defense in terms of just how fantasy football gets scored and goes through things. Um, now I'm trying to look and see, but I'm not seeing it here. Best best defense in fantasy, I'm sorry, going back. They've only allowed four rushing touchdowns all season long, um, and they've only allowed a hundred, over 100 yards once. And honestly, if I really look at it, it's only over 70 yards twice all season long to running backs. Okay, I got I got a bet. Jonathan Taylor, however, he's still a top five, top seven running back. You're not going to bench him, but – I got this defense has been doing really great stuff. I got a bet. It has nothing to do with where Jonathan Taylor is going to finish. As everything said, so I that he will have over seventy yards rushing, or or big feet, or or a touchdown. Does anybody want? Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody disagrees with you there, Joe. Okay. We're talking about the best running back in fantasy football. It's just more of a like, playing against the best defense that's only allowed four touchdowns all season, according to your statistics. Yeah, well, statistics don't lie, Joey. And they're playing in Buffalo. I'm just saying, like it. I felt yeah. like that wasn't, you know, that could be a good bet. Like you guys could take one or the other. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just saying. Oh, I thought you were saying he's going to get either. Like you're, like I would have to say no to both. Well, I'm not really talking to you because I don't want to bet with you anymore. So it's more okay. John that would have to be interested so, in what's best. Are you saying, yeah, sure. I, I'll, I'll say he gets over 70 yards rushing. Are you no, saying I, he's getting I'm, over? I'm thinking you're, he'll, you're the over. Have, I believe he'll have he – I honestly believe he'll have over 70 yards rushing and a touchdown. So if you don't think he'll have over 70 yards or you don't think he'll have a touchdown, then, then we got to bet one or the other. No. Okay, then we'll leave it at that. See, you're you're playing both sides of it, Joe. Because no, it's easy to that. say it's easy to say, oh yeah, Jonathan Taylor's not gonna score a touchdown. All right, moving on. Because touchdowns are incredibly fluky. Moving on. And I mean saying he is gonna score a touchdown. No, whatever. That's fine. You just do your thing. <laughs> okay. Move on. See, My bet didn't work. See, it's you, okay. No, you because you're weird. Um now I don't even know where I'm Carson Wentz. I'm gonna go back to you know, the next most important position here. Carson's had a dud of a game last week. Apparently Jacksonville's defense is like good now. Not really sure what's happening there. But uh they they just shut down Carson Wentz last week. He only got seven points. Week before that was uh Josh Allen with like nine points. Um so I don't know what's happening, but Carson Wentz, he had been one of the more consistent quarterbacks. We're looking at probably another dud of a game again best defense against uh, the position. They have only allowed over 20 points once all season long uh, in in fantasy scoring. And so uh, more often than not, they're actually allowing less than like 15 points than they are more. And so it's just, it's a crazy defense that they have going on there. Um, that then obviously flows into one of the best passing defense as well. Again, want to temper expectations. Only three passing touchdowns to wide receivers all season long. Um, 
at best you can do Pittman as a flex. Uh, I, I think this week. Now going over to the Buffalo side of the ball, uh, looking at Josh Allen, you're starting him. There's no question of that. This defense gives up at least uh, has only three games with uh, less than two touchdowns. All the others have two, three, or even four touchdowns in those weeks. Um, and so you're, there's no question about that there. I really like Buffalo's wide receivers, not so much their running backs, um, and not even certain who's all going to play for Buffalo in terms of running back. Maybe Matt Breida scores like seven touchdowns again. I don't know what the hell is going on with all that. Um, Diggs, Beasley, Sanders, all startable. Um, all at least flex worthy once you get down to Beasley and Sanders. Uh, and then Dawson Knox is looking to make a little bit more of a triumphant return. Um, he did play last week, only got one catch for 17 yards, but should be uh, a little bit more viable this week. The Colts are 27th against tight ends all, all year long, and so um, should see a nice little bounce back here. Good. John, anything to add there? No, I think that covers it. All right. Um, Moving on to our next that will call and you, John, will sing. Saints, Eagles. I mean, I feel like for the Eagles, regardless of who who um, starts at running back, I don't think you're going to play anyone. The Saints have been the – they've allowed the least amount of rushing yards to all running backs. I think they've been the second um, toughest behind Buffalo – for fancy scoring for running backs. So I think I'm not starting any running back, regardless of if Sanders comes back or not. Um, then I think Hurts, if you have Hurts, you're going to start him. I think he has enough upside with rushing where it doesn't really matter what the matchup is. Um, and then, yeah, and then the only real receiver I would look, Saints have been um, towards the bottom for – I think they're bottom five for fancy against wide receivers. The only one I'm really thinking about starting is Devontae Smith. Um, I don't need, think you need to overthink anything. And then um, I think Goddard's just in kind of the dumpster fire with every other tight end where if you have him, it's not the best matchup. But, I mean, if you don't have one of the top five tight ends, you're just kind of – flipping a coin to see who's going to hit for the week. Goddard came out with a concussion from last week's game, and so something to keep an eye on. Um, sounds like it might be actually Tyree Jackson to take that role on if he's not able to go. Good. Yeah, and then for the Saints, I mean, I – they the uh, – the Eagles have been kind of the third toughest against wide receivers in fantasy. So, and the there hasn't really been a consistent performer with the Saints all year. And I really don't expect that to change. I think it's just going to be a guy could hit here or there, but you're not going to have any consistent performance. And with the matchup, Yeah, no rushing touchdowns all season – or, I'm sorry, no rushing touchdowns the last four games allowed by, by the Saints and no rushing performances over 85 yet rushing yards 
have been allowed by the Saints. Yeah, and they got a good they, – they really do have a good defense. Yeah. Um, and that's been kind of trending for them the last couple of years, so I'm not surprised by those numbers. Yeah, and then I think you're really just looking to see if Kamara is going to start this week. Yeah, it, it is almost – for a guy that has Kamara in a, in a league or two, um, he's been nerve-wracking for me all season. But yeah, we'll Ingram, Ingram was there. really good as in the backup role last week, so I think he's yep. he's a really good start. Eagles have been – um, kind of the bottom 10 against running backs. So I think if he, if Kamara's out, Ingram's good. Otherwise, he's just going to start Kamara. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And, and Kamara is on track to be back this week here. Yep. Good. Um, good. All right. I'll Cincinnati and Las Vegas for our next game. Uh, I actually think this will be a fun game to watch. It's the afternoon game or uh, the 405 game, or if you're in East Coast, 305 if you're Central Time. Uh, anyway, uh, I do think this will be a fun game to watch, actually. So, it's uh, you know, overall, the there's some fantasy relevance here. I think David Carr is startable this week. Uh, Cincinnati has done decent in Bobby's statistics against quarterbacks. I think they're ninth on DraftKings as far as what I've seen. But um, So, they're okay. They're not a bad team against quarterbacks. Um, but uh, overall, I still think David Carr is a startable player. Um, and, again, that's assuming – you're taking flyers going up to this point in the season. If David Carr is your best quarterback, that just means that somebody you had got hurt or you're just not, you just decided to go with Bobby's strategy to start the season and say, I'm just going to not draft the quarterback and deal with what I got every single week. Um, Joe Burrow is a no brainer um, to, as far as startable this week as well. Uh, in a game that I honestly – I don't know what the – Bobby, do you know what the spread is on this one? I feel like this one could be a high-scoring game. I'll uh, find it real fast here as you keep going yeah. along. Um, so I think this could be a high-scoring game. And uh, Burrow's been pretty consistent with the exception of, of week nine um, when he had a little bit of a dud against Cleveland. The whole team kind of had a dud against Cleveland. Um, yeah, over-under is only at 48. Four, 49 and Yeah, a half. so it's not a lot, but but – it's moved up oh. to 49 and a half, depending on where you're at. FanDuel has it at 50. Um, okay. Yeah, it's but between yeah, it's, 48 it's, and a half and 50. Yeah. So it's not, that's not bad. That's that's oh, a yeah. decent a decent score. Uh, but here's a real, real quick thing on, on Burrow. I don't know where he ranks amongst quarterbacks this year in total touchdown passes, but he's only had one week with under two touchdown passes. So every single week he's gotten at, at a minimum two. And most weeks have been three touchdown passes. And the only week that he didn't get more than – or that he didn't get uh, two touchdown passes or more was week nine against Cleveland and a bad week uh, for them overall. But he all- Burrow, Burrow is fifth right, right in between Prescott and Josh Allen. There you go. The other thing is, is he's also passed – they've thrown the ball as a team for at least 30 times. So that's attempts thrown at least every game, but like two. So the opportunity is there if you have Burrow um, across the board. So some good stats, just something to know uh, for him. Rest of the team there, Chase is a no-brainer. Higgins, I think, uh, again, uh, a good option. Higgins keeps getting targets. He's not catching the ball every single week. Uh, But eight targets, uh, six catches last week. Um, he's two weeks off of a 15-target game, um, so I think he's a good option. On the uh, Las Vegas side, uh, players you're looking at uh, would definitely be Waller. Um, again, Bobby can tell you some of the 
and stuff against uh, Cincinnati. But uh, overall, Cincinnati's average, maybe a little bit better than average against tight ends. But while yeah, uh, they're actually bottom ten against okay. tight ends. Uh, I really um, do like no, uh, Hunter I'm Renfro. Gonna, no games over no games over seventy eight or I was sorry eighty receiving yards to wide receiver or tight ends. Three touchdowns only all season to the tight end position, and uh, the most catches in a single game was eight by the tight end position against Tennessee. Or I'm sorry, against Cincinnati. Most of them otherwise at peak at five or. So you're three. saying that it's good. Like, so you, when you say bottom, you don't mean like because when I heard bottom, I thought you meant like they were bad against tight ends. No, they're super good against tight ends. That's that's what I was saying. Like I think yeah. I I mentioned I think they're better than the average. Um, yeah, and it sounds like they are. So that's they that's, are. That's, they're they're doing they're doing really good at shutting down that position. Um, yeah. something to definitely be aware of. Uh, one thing to note and i know you're going to get into this here with uh with renfro but going forward for the remainder of the season from week 11 through the playoffs vegas has the easiest quarterbacking schedule the uh when you adjust for uh game script they have the easiest wide receiver schedule the rest of the way and uh top six tight end schedule the rest of the way Nice. Good to know. And so so if you do have Carr, you might be like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But he should have some really good games coming up here. Yeah. And, and on the Renfro side, if anybody wants to make a bet with me on Renfro, I'll probably be down. I, I just – he's one of the most consistent wide receivers, and he has been all season, and it's only getting better. So I'm a fan of Renfro. If you have him in your on your team, he is – Absolutely, a starting wide receiver for you this week. No mm-hmm. questions asked. Um, All right. Only some, one. Some people have kind of seen him as a borderline flex, but he is a top twenty-four wide receiver every week going forward. Right. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Only one game under five catches, and only and with that, only Wait. one game under. Bobby, I have a question for Joe. Joe, how many games with over eighty yards receiving does Renfro have? Zero. Correct. Right. So only he, one game. He is so, very productive, but he's very productive in mediocrity. Yes, right. he is. But I would not. Consistent. I would not call him a top twenty-four wide receiver. No, but he is though. No, I'll take no, that. No, bet. He's, no, he's not. I'll take that bet. The rest of the year, you think he's a top? 24. Right, yeah. Right now, John. John. Right now, he's the twenty-seventh best wide receiver on the season, and that's after having a bye as well. Not every team is at a buy, and he's number twenty-seven. I'll put, a, but I'll take. I mean, and that's that's probably about where he should be. But uh, John, I'll I'll take the bet tw- top twenty-four moving forward the rest of the season. That would mean you get another bet on the board. Well, how about how about we just say he'll be at top twenty-four overall at the end of the year, just so it's easier to track since he's basically there. Well, that gives me a little bit of a disadvantage. No, actually, it gives not, you an advantage, Joe. Did you not hear what I just said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. All right, I'll take it, John. That's fine. So, like, add, add in another By game. the end of the season, he needs to be a top 24 or I lose. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's um, and it's pretty close. His last it. his last three games, he has seven catches each of those games. There's a touchdown in, in the last two games each. I mean. He's just a target. Like, he, the reason why he's got a good floor is because he catches 
the ball every like he gets how many how many games seven to nine without looking right with I was gonna say without looking now too how many games does he have with more than you know with double digit targets oh I don't know that he has any but right he does maybe two none oh he doesn't have any okay yeah he he peaks at nine yeah yep. And the reason why he's done good the last last two weeks, um, he's like, here's the thing, like, so he's either gonna get you, like, this is why I like him. He's either gonna get you like eleven points, or he's gonna get you like nineteen points. He, right. What's his What's his highest score of the year? I think it's like eighteen point seven. It's not right in front of me right now, but like, it's like it is. 19. I, just, I just pulled it up. Eighteen point seven is his highest score for the week, or for the season. Right, and now take out his one week where he had three catches and thirty yards. What's his lowest? Ten point seven. Right, and in fantasy so football, honestly, you—that is exactly Mr. what consistent. you want. Yeah, Mister right. Consistent. So, anyway, this is so exactly like, what uh, my, like I said, uh, this is exactly what that range of outcome, my row score. This is exactly what I'm trying to pinpoint out. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that's enough on this game for the week. Uh, but overall, good player. Um, let's go back to you, Bobby. I'm going to give you Arizona, Seattle. Um. Okay. Well, one thing that is really interesting here: DK didn't uh, didn't practice this last or today, so. That's something to keep an eye on, uh, whether or not Metcalf will be uh, good to go at all or not this week. Um, if he is, obviously, you're starting him. I actually like Lockett a little bit more this next week coming up. Um, seems as though we're going to get a little bit heavier workload with Alex Collins as well. Um, so keep an eye on whether or not Carson... Chris Carson is going to be ready to play. Um, let's see. Russell Wilson, he is apparently given fist bumps with his hand that he has that screw in. And so he's looking like he's going to be a little bit healthier this next week and not being in that uh, that cold cold weather there in uh, Lambeau. Because Seattle helped him out a little bit. Well, it is. <laughs> it's compared to Green Bay. It is. Sure. Compared to Green Bay, it is. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, yeah, you might be scared away from them from last week's performances, but at the same time, who else you got? Um, so just something to something to weigh out. But that that's a situation where maybe you do have car, and so you'll maybe be forced to make a decision there. Yeah. Um, tight end there. Was it Everett? Gerald Everett, he also did not practice today. And so another thing to keep an eye on is his injury status going into this week's game. Uh, Arizona side of the ball, it sounds like Murray is going to be back this week. We'll see, uh, but it's trending that way. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they sat him one more week. Uh, Just with their bye week coming up next week gives them two more weeks to just kind of heal up, get ready. They only have, what, two losses on the season so far. Um, it, it is a tough game, though, against Seattle. And with uh, McCow- McCoy or McCown or whoever it was that they had behind him getting injured in the last game, that does kind of put a little bit more pressure on them to actually put out a serviceable quarterback. Uh, so just something to keep an eye on there. This should be uh, a big Connor week as well. Um 
well, we've seen how much this defense in Seattle can get gashed against the running back position. And so um, I, I expect Connor to get into the end zone this week. Um, and then we should have some healthy wide receivers. Um, it, it's sounding as though that extra rest that they're, they've been giving uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been beneficial for them and that he's going to be out on the field. I like him and Christian Kirk. Uh, he seems to be the other more consistent wide receiver for fantasy purposes coming out here. And uh, uh, and then Ertz um, could be a, a you know decent tight end play, but nothing that you're all overly excited about at all. Good. Very good, John. I'm going to give you the choice of either the Steelers Chargers or the Giants Buccaneers. I'll go with the Steelers Chargers. All right, let's hear it. So I think a lot of this game will come down to who ends up starting at quarterback for Pittsburgh. I think Rudolph, um, not that inspiring last week, 242 yards and a touchdown. Um, but And a much tougher matchup against the Chargers. So I think with Rudolph playing, um, I know the, the Chargers gave up um, kind of big points to Jefferson last week, but I don't think they'll have the same issues with Rudolph. Um, but it seems like Big Ben will be able to play if he is cleared. Um, I think he was on COVID list. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like as long as he can get cleared to come back, he will start. So I think you expect Big Ben to start. Um, tough matchup for wide receivers. Chargers second toughest against wide receivers. Um, but I think if you have, you know, Johnson's an auto start if he plays. I think his upside is increase if Claypool plays, just to alleviate some pressure and double teams at Hilsey. Um, but I think you could maybe expect to see – don't expect to see what Jefferson did last week against the Chargers. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, Friar Muth had a bit of a down week after his kind of three big weeks in a row. Um, but he's still getting, you know, over the last four games, he's had seven, seven, six, and nine targets. So I think you can expect to have better production from him. So I think he's an easy top 12 tight end for the rest of the year who um, seems to have separated from kind of just the into the top 12 with all just the garbage that's in um, kind of tight end six to um, 20, really. Yeah. One, one thing of note with this, it's a defensive player, um, but Joey Bosa was placed on a COVID list. So he will not be playing this week as he's unvaccinated. Um, and so uh, the defensive tackle also, uh, Jerry Tillery, was placed on that list, but he was. So all he needs is two negative tests outside of 24 hours apart from each other, and then he can play again. But we'll see uh, what that all shapes out to be for them. Yeah, and then for the Chargers, I think you're still starting the Stars, even though it's a tougher matchup against Pittsburgh. I mean, you look last week, Pittsburgh still allowed 130 rushing yards to Swift and the Lions. 
So even though they're the fifth toughest against the run, I think Eckler with his pass catching ability is still an easy must start. I think you're still, um, you know, Mike Williams has been disappointing um, since he kind of the last four games, he's been really disappointing since he had kind of was top two wide receiver for the first five weeks. So I think your hope is that that production will kind of come back and maybe Herbert will kind of, reunite that but really looks like Keenan's kind of taken back that number one receiver route and then white and then tight end um I think Cook Cook is just hit or miss I mean he's just one of the coin flip guys and then Herbert if you drafted him um you're probably starting him unless you kind of stacked him with like Hertz and Brady or something and, and one thing of note there, too, on the defensive side for uh, Pittsburgh is that Minka Fitzpatrick is looking like he's not going to be playing this week, uh, coming back from COVID himself. Uh, there's, uh, they're saying it's unlikely that he will be able to play this week here. Good. All good stuff. Very good. Joe, Joe you, week, I, I say bad news, and you keep saying good. And well, no, I don't mean good as in I know. Good, I'm like, just... good analysis, good information. Yeah. Thank you no, for I'm... the help. I'm giving you shit. No, I don't like shit. So I don't like to take it. Joe, you love... Joe, that's a lie. I know you love shit. <laughs> Stop making guys it are... so easy, I've, Joe. I've had enough. I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, let's... let uh, Real quick uh, analysis question that I would would ask you guys later i might as well ask you live uh in my in one of my um guillotine leagues that i'm still in the 400 dollar one john that we were in together um i have friar and tj hawkinson who do you start hmm it's a great question all right so we got pat friar Sunday night, it's exciting to have those Sunday night guys just in case you do need something. You have something to at least uh, cheer for. Um, so, I mean, there's a little bit of something there. Um, the Chargers, where they are vulnerable, is at the tight end position. They did just give up two touchdowns to the Vikings. Uh, Tyler Conklin, that was only four catches for 25 yards, uh, but still two touchdowns. They've given up a touchdown to the tight end position in every game but three all season long. Um, and so that, there is something there uh, to be said as well. A um, couple hundred yard games thrown in there, but not consistently enough. Uh, and then if you look at Frymuth, his last couple of weeks here, it's been targeted seven, uh, seven times in three of the last four games. And the one that he wasn't, he was targeted six times. Um Catching four to five balls, uh, only he topped out at fifty-eight yards. So you got a lot of a, a higher floor, I think, with Fryermuth. Um, plus, with I mean, who knows what what uh, Detroit is doing right now at their tight end position? Because how T.J. Hawkinson isn't the leading uh, pass catcher. I mean, he was targeted once all last game against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not that good against tight ends. I mean, are they? 
Oh, well, good to know. I think you answered <laughs> yeah, and I, I think yeah. it, I think it will come down to because you also have to look before last week. He had 11, 10, and eleven targets. Yeah, from the three games before that, so he still has, and that that's more than Friar Muth have. And then Cleveland's coming off of the prior week of giving up two touchdowns to Henry, mm-hmm. but only four catches in that game. Yeah, but to two the tight end position, right? But. How I think is, I think it my question there is more is, so how much is Detroit actually going to be in scoring range? I think it I think it more comes down to is Goff going to play? Because um, Cleveland really hasn't been great against the pass this year. If Goff plays, I think I lean Hawkinson. But if Goff doesn't play, I think I lean Pryor. And it could also be a question of does Big Ben play too? See, I, I love Hawkinson, but this is this is a week and a matchup where I would I would go with uh, Baby Gronk and and put in Fryermuth. I have sometimes, Gronk. Also, sometimes you just kind of throw the matchups out the window and go with the better player. Yeah, sometimes I, I agree, John. Mm-hmm. I do I, also have Gronk, but he keeps having problems and not playing. So let's speak of uh, him having problems. Let's go into the Tampa Giants game. I'll take that one. Um, and the interesting thing about this game this week is just the just that the, the injuries so on the new york giants side you have just so many questionable players right so across the board if i look at it correctly you got barkley that's questionable booker the backup is even questionable shepherd is questionable galladay is finally going to play apparently so we'll see what happens with him uh, but he's supposedly going to be in the lineup so those are guys that you know uh, are they trending in the right direction uh barkley supposedly is um, Booker, if Barkley plays, Booker's just not worth starting. So just be prepared for that. Um, and then Shepard, he's been really good when he plays. I mean, if you look at his stats, it's kind of nuts. I mean, the guy's, you know, in he's played five games this season. Five. In those five games, he's been targeted at least nine times, three times. Uh, the one game or one game that he wasn't targeted nine times, he was targeted three, but he left that game in the first quarter. So the other game is seven. That that was his last game against Kansas City at seven targets, four catches. So he, you know, you're talking about a target guy. You, you got options there. So he's he's startable in my opinion, especially against a, what's not been a great pass defense with Tampa this year. Um, they've been really good against the run, but just not as good against the pass. Um, now they've, they've done okay the last few weeks, but you get the idea. So anyway, so with, with that, with, with that game uh, on the Giants' side, that gives you an idea. On the Tampa Bay side, I don't think there's much question. You're starting everybody, right? So kind of the same concept we said with the other portal game that John came up with. Start everybody in this game. Don't even worry about it. Um, I think most people are a little bit disappointed in what they got last week uh, out of the Tampa Bay players playing Washington. And that's just, you know, you're going to have weeks like that. But Brady's definitely startable. Um, Fournette, I think, is, is absolutely on the starting list. And then you just got to pay attention to who's playing um, in wide receiver. So right now, no questions on Evans or Godwin. All right, they're both they're both off the injury report. Yep, uh, Brown is still questionable, and so is Gronk. Gronk has the uh, back spasms that are going on, uh, and Antonio Brown has got an ankle problem. So mm-hmm. um, I would, you know, again, pay attention. Brown's going to play. He's a good start if he does. I mean, the guy's averaging twenty points a, a week. You know, it's hard not to, to pick up on a guy like him. Um, and then Gronk, same thing. When Gronk plays, I mean, the guy's a stud when he plays. He's got 29, 19, and 10. 
So, you know, those are the three real weeks he's played all season. <laughs> and and this game here is a is a fifty and a half uh, on the point spread. So they're they're yeah. Vegas is anticipating a lot of points. Um, I mean, we're talking second most in in terms of that point spread over the course of the week, and that's behind John's start every one Dallas Kansas City game um, at fifty five fifty six points. So, I mean. You, you do want a piece of this Monday night game here when you can get it. Absolutely. Um, and it should be a, a decent one. I, I do think it's going to be dominated for the most part by Tampa. They might score 40 themselves, but you get the idea. Yeah. John, I do want to go back a second here. I'm trying to help you catch up on some bets, and I want to see if you want to do this one. Now it's tight end bet again, uh, but Friermuth versus Hawkinson for this week. I'll take Friermuth, you get Hawkinson. I'll take that. Sure. All right. There yeah, I'm loading up on these obscure positions burn, here with my tight end bets. Burn it down. <laughs> burn it down. <laughs> burn it down. That's right. That's right. <laughs> At this point, it's just like screw it, Bobby. Whatever you say, we'll probably make a bet with you. Which we shouldn't make a bet with Bobby. We got to start no. doing our own, John. We got to think. We got to think. What's a good bet for me and you? All right, we got one game left. Does anybody know what it is? It's a Vikings game because we talked about that. Is yet. it Denver, LA? No, they're not playing. Thanks for explaining is it, the joke, Joe. It, is it your Green Bay Packers against our Minnesota Vikings? This yeah. is a week, John, where there is no green worn in this house. Yet you rely on them to do well to win in fantasy. Yeah, your fantasy I, team I is all Packers. one player, okay? In every one league. Guy. In every single league yeah, that you're he's in. Devontae Adams, and he's a pretty good player. And when you're drafting in the spot you draft in, sometimes mm. he's the guy you got to get. John, when you're drafting in the spot that, that uh, Devontae Adams was drafting, do you go, I want just a pretty good player? Because Joe's saying Devontae Adams only a pretty good player. No, I mean, and that's why he drafted him. A, that's, usually how, that's usually how Joe drafts, but... Joe, yeah. your wife did ask me what you want for Christmas, so you might be getting a number 17 jersey of a certain color. If that shows up <laughs> at my house, <laughs> first of all, she knows better, all right? She knows better. Uh, I did, I, did uh, I, I got a real funny story on that real quick because that's hilarious. So my buddy, uh, his wife, asked his, his best friend um, what he wanted for – what he should get his – her – Oh my God! What he should get his husband, her husband. <laughs> my dog doesn't like your. Story. I know this is brutal. Already falls apart. This, this happened last year. So for Christmas, she goes to her. We'll call him Corey. He goes, Corey, what should I get my husband Ryan for Christmas? And Corey says he's like, Oh, you got to get him this wedge. It's like he's been talking about this wedge for golf because he's really shitty. He just plays like shit around the greens, and he needs this wedge. So he like sends the link and it's this like, <laughs> it's, it's for a, a person that golfs, it's not a wedge that you would buy. It's like a cheap like shit club. That's just a total joke. If somebody has it. So she buys this and she's all excited and she's like, yeah, I talked to Corey uh, and he said, this is like the best gift for you. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, it was for golf. And, she, and he's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. So he like, gets all excited. He opens it up, and he pulls out this shit wedge. And he's like, really? <laughs> he this, is, 
this is what you got me? And she's like, yeah, isn't that what you, that's what he said you wanted. And he goes, we're going to have to have a talk with Corey. (laughs) Anyway, so from that, John, my wife has learned her lesson. She won't just blindly buy me a uh, jersey because you say so. And on that note, John may not know this, but I think it's really important that you do, John, because we supposedly got another Viking fan in our midst. Um, Yet, he has his children wearing Chargers uniforms when they play against the Vikings. Yeah. That's right. You heard me. Yeah. Bobby had his kids wearing Charger jerseys last week when we played the Vikings, and I'm getting shit for having a guy on my fantasy football. That's because he likes to have someone to yell at while he watches football. (laughs) Well, that and the names on the back of said jerseys are the names of my children, and they just so happen to be former Chargers. And so we've gotten those jerseys because Henry and Gordon has my kids' names on them. And they You you couldn't go for the Derrick Henry jersey? No, because it wasn't only like ten dollars. Mm. Yeah, because he still plays and, for Tennessee, so it's yeah. And on top of that, um, they weren't the same team, and it was cool that they were both the same team with the with their names. Because then, like you know, their brothers on the same team, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So it worked on it worked on multiple levels. I still feel like you should be getting more shit for this, and John's. Stone quiet. Yeah, because it's not something, it's not shit worthy. Jeff. No, it's just, you know, no one is. King it's shit, not me. Though, you should if, know if what I shit put is. my girls in a Chargers jersey and one said Charlie and one said Chloe on the back of it, you guys would all give me shit forever. Why? I'm done with this conversation. You're starting to make me angry now. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Calm down. <laughs> we haven't gotten into the Vikings game. Let's talk more about it. All right. So I'm excited. We'll each kind of have our own little comments, uh, I'm sure, on this game. This is, uh, these are the, the best games of the season for me is playing against the Packers. Um, this one is at home. So that's, I think, a benefit to the Vikings. Um, they're actually uh, favored. They're, they're not favored this week. They're they're supposed to lose by two and a half points, which means we're actually supposed to lose by five, according to Vegas, because they usually give three points for the home team if the teams are even. So um, I think, again, the Vikings are that Jekyll and Hyde of the season. I think this could be a great week for them. Uh, and I think you're, you're looking at fantasy-wise, uh, I think it's another start-everybody game. But you guys have any analysis you want to share? I mean, you're not really starting Randall Cobb, are you? Well, he wouldn't be on the everybody list. Well, you said Joe start Sam. everybody, Joe. Joe everybody Sam. that you normally would start. Randall Cobb, any game so far for me this season. Okay. I'm just, but go ahead. I just I tried saying a blanket statement and specific. You know, I'm just frustrated with you. Right? I just, <laughs> got him. We got him, John. Oh, God. All right, so the Vikings' last four games are giving up 15 or more receptions to wide receivers. They're giving up 150 yards or more in every game. They gave up even 300 yards to Dallas. Um, four touchdowns over the last four games to wide receivers. All of that to say you – know, That's a Cooper we, Rush Dallas, by the way. A Cooper right, that's Rush a Cooper Dallas. Rush Dallas team. Um, our secondary is not good. It's, it's pretty much all that all says there. But, but it all on that note, to, on um, that note, apparently Patrick Peterson might be coming back. So our right. and, a little and, better. 
and uh, and Smith. And hopefully Breland's hurt so he doesn't have to play. Right. So the Vikings <laughs> Vikings are very good against tight ends. No touchdowns all season long to tight ends. No no games over 100 yards. And really only two games over 55 yards receiving to tight ends. Not that uh, Green Bay uses their tight ends at all anyways, which is why I was down in Robert Tanya in this season. Um, Isn't and he injury, hurt, by the way? He, yeah, he's on IR now after his injury against the uh, – He's out for the year. Detroit, yeah. yeah. But he wasn't really having a great season at, at that point in the year anyways. He was um, just warming up. Okay. Warm it was, up. At, at that point, he was like tight end 30. So, um, you know, the best part that, about that, I traded him just in the nick of time and got Ertz. And then he got hurt the next week. And then Ertz has had like a high of eight it, points for the last four weeks. Oh, well, yeah. But it's better than not having any tight end. <laughs> but basically, all of that to say, Devontae Adams should have a, a big game. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking at least seven or eight catches. Um, you're starting him. He'll probably score a touchdown. Now, historically, Aaron Rodgers has actually struggled against the Vikings, save last season. Um, and so that is one credit to Mike Zimmer is that he is able to at least keep him in check. Um, with all that, you're still starting Aaron Rodgers. Um, just kind of temper expectations. Aaron Jones, doubtful for this week. Um, looking like he'll be out one to two weeks. Um, and so it's going to be the AJ Dillon show. Um, they might actually keep because they're going to look at longevity. They're, they're, they're typically more conservative as a, uh, as a return to injury kind of a team. And, and so I could see them holding Aaron Jones out for the next two weeks against Minnesota and, and the Rams. They have a week 13 bye, and then just kind of have an Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon for those, next couple of weeks. So if he's out there, go grab AJ Dillon. You might get two weeks of, of a uh, top 20 running back potential. And against um, the Vikings, they've been pretty poor against running backs this year. So he probably would be a good option. Right. Um, only two games without a, a touchdown, but they've not allowed multiple touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, good to know. In a, in a single game. Good. John, you want to talk about how good the Vikings are going to do? I was going to say, I think for for the second wide receiver of Green Bay that I would, would want to start, I think I'd lean kind of towards Valdez-Scanlon for this game. Um, I think he, he can have that kind of big play potential. I think he was Green Bay's second leading receiver last year. Last week is his first week back, so I think he's an interesting play kind of if you're in a desperation flex um, or maybe more for daily. Um, Then for Minnesota, I think it's a tougher matchup. Um, Green Bay's top three against wide receivers this year. Um, I think, you know, Kirk, I I, I think we'll – Kirk's kind of played fairly well this year, but I I mean – He's just kind of uh, hot or cold, depending on the week. Yeah, not so much. Uh, well, right? Not so it, much as of late. He started pretty hot, scoring uh, 25, 22 points the first three weeks, then does nothing for two weeks with ten and thirteen, 
Um, week six, you probably didn't trust him because two weeks prior he laid duds, but he puts up 28 against Carolina. Um, but since the bye, only one game over 20 points. That was a 21-point game at Baltimore. Um, so, yeah, there's not a whole ton there. And all season long, he has three games only over 300 yards. Um, so he was fantasy viable at the very beginning, um, especially as someone who you could grab really late in drafts. But as of late, he isn't doing much. And Green Bay has shut down the likes of um, some of the best quarterbacks in fantasy football um, with Arizona. Um, Murray played that whole game, injured up at the very, very end of that game. He only got nine points. Uh, even when they didn't have Aaron Rodgers to balance things out offensively, Patrick Mahomes only got 10 points. And then Mr. I score a touchdown every single time I play um, in Russell Wilson didn't score a touchdown and only got five points. And those are the, their last three games. Like, I don't know that Kirk Cousins is going to break the mold here. Yeah. What so you- I think if you're, if you're streaming quarterbacks, it's not, I think there are other options it's, you can yeah, find not other Kirk. than Kirk. And you're starting feeling, you're starting Jefferson. I think Conklin's still a decent yeah. wide receiver, kind of that, right the, around 12 that right. is startable this week. And that's the only area that you can really attack them at is the tight end position. Um, they're 21st against tight ends in terms of fantasy scoring, despite only giving up three, or I'm sorry, four touchdowns and only one touchdown since week three. So their defense has gotten, uh, well, very much better against tight ends since those first two weeks against New Orleans and Detroit. Um, but, you know, just something to keep an eye on there with Conklin as being a, a streamable tight end for the week. Yeah, any, I mean, any other comments? Like I said, this is a, this is that week for me, the, you know, Vikings home game against Green Bay. I, I'm excited. I think they have a shot this week. We'll see. Uh, on my note, my note on uh, Kirk, just to kind of add this in, is uh, you've kind of said some inconsistencies with Kirk. I the, the the thing that's the most frustrating about him as a Viking fan is it's not an inconsistency by game; it's literally inconsistency by drive. Right within like, the game, it's just yeah, like, he'll be am I going to get Kirk dud. that's going to drive him down and score, or am I going to get like I don't know what's happening and I just. This is the first time I've seen a football. Yeah, and I'm scared of everybody rushing at me, so I'm just going to throw it before I get hit, you know, kind of stuff. Like, it's just so just inconsistent. So we'll see which one shows up. Um, but that's the thing about him is you know, he's definitely – I think he's proven to most Viking fans at least that he's not He's not the prop, right? Uh, and, and he's a very – He's a good quarterback. I mean, at the end of the day, he can throw the football well when he has the time and, the, and everything else to throw the ball. Uh, and he's a he's a good game manager. He's not throwing the ball away. He's not getting turnovers. Like he's he's a quarterback that is unbelievably serviceable or above average in the NFL. But he's not the Mahomes that well, Mahomes sucked this year. But he's not the guy that's going to go out and win you a football game every week. He will sometimes do that. But it's just we'll see which one we get. 
Uh, and I think we re-ride or die based off of him. And if our defense shows up. Because no. this one could be a, a pitcher's duel, so to speak. I think this could be a, a lower scoring game that uh, ends with like a 24 to 16 type of score. So we'll see. All right. We'll see. Did we miss anything? I mean, have we missed any games or are we ready to go? I'm looking at big predictions here to close her out. All right. Well, uh, do you got one right now or you need a second? I I got one to start it off. I'm going, I'm going with, I'm going with the streaming option here again, tight end position. I'm big on this this week. CJ Uzuma. They're going up against the tight end, the uh, going against the Raiders. They're, at Las Vegas for this game. Vegas is second worst against tight ends all season long, allowing a touchdown in each of the last one, two, three, four, five games, except for so five of the last six games, they've allowed a touchdown to the position. CJ Uzuma is a top five tight end this week. He has put up Big performances already this year. I think this is another one of them. Did it against Jacksonville, went 5 for 95 and two touchdowns. Baltimore, 3 for 91 and two touchdowns. They're coming off the bye. I think Uzuma has a big game. Good. John? I'm going to have my uh, Merrick, maybe it could happen, of uh... – Hunter, like Renf- Hunter Renfro will be second on the team in receiving yards below Deshaun Jackson. Ooh. Ooh. That's a, that is a good one. I like that move. Solid. All right. I got one. I'm going to call this the week of upsets. All right. I got four of them. I've looked through this. I got four upsets that I'm going to call. The first one, the Detroit Lions win their first football game all season. They're going to beat the Browns in Cleveland. Okay. The next one, the Vikings beat the Packers. <laughs> we'll That's surprising that a Vikings uh, Shocker that's on my list. This one, though, the Sorry Jets win their third game. And the last one is the Jaguars win at home against San Francisco. So I got four upsets that I'm predicting, and I think all of them. And and here's the thing, all of them are pretty you know, a pretty good spread. So I think I got to thank you, Joey, for the non fantasy relevant predictions on our fantasy relevant prediction section. That was wonderful. Yeah, you're welcome. I thought I got to do whatever I wanted to. This is my (laughs) and yours and and John's podcast. Do I just do whatever I want? You guys, you guys are one. It's just one of those things. Joe, you don't understand. We can do whatever we want. You oh, but Joe can't. Uh-huh. Is there a Bobby, Bobby, I got, Bobby, I got that for you. Okay, what's the bet? I bet that ninety percent of what Joe said that on this episode doesn't come true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have to track that, but I. The thing is, I would go with the over. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. Oh, All right. All right. So I'll cheers. Let's hear it. Let's hear the cheers. Let's cheers. Let's this this let's, is for let's you. Get John. out of this debacle tonight. This is for you, John, because you had a drink uh, that beer tonight. So everyone, raise your glasses. Here we go. 
If the ocean was beer and I was a duck, I'd swim to the bottom and drink my way up. But the ocean is not beer, and I am not a duck. So pass me the bottle and shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, sounds good to me, Bobby. Love You're it. Good. You're welcome. Uh, Cheers, everyone. Cheers.